Hello, everyone, and good afternoon, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Garnet Dark, Global Solution Director for Healthcare Payer and Life Sciences, and I'm here with Mike Lucy, General Manager for Healthcare and Life Sciences. And today we are going to be focused on the key challenges impacting healthcare payers. And just to start off, Mike, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Hi, Garnet. Great to uh, talk to you again and uh, looking forward to the session today. So a little background on myself. I recently joined ServiceNow. I've spent a little over 20 years in different parts of the healthcare and life sciences industry and uh, actually have worked in some organizations that had parts of their business as payers. So I'm really looking forward to the topics today. Garnet, one thing um, that I think as we dive deep into this, I know you've been working with payers for a very long time. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of what got you interested in working with payers? Yeah, thanks. I, I have, Mike. I've actually worked with payers specifically for 17 years of my 18-year career, and my background has mostly been from a consulting advisory and an, an industry standpoint, and I've really been heavily involved in operational transformation, things like managing the design of large core platforms like claims adjudication systems or care management applications, and I've just always had a lot of passion for process reengineering because I've really seen how impactful those things can be to customers. Um, you know, we'll take, for example, a few years ago, I was consulting at a, a payer and there happened to be a pregnant member who unfortunately had been diagnosed with cancer. And there was only one provider in the entire state that had the right experience to provide treatment to her while keeping her baby safe. But they happen to be at a network. And for things like that, you start looking at, can we do a single case agreement to provide in-network benefits for that member, given the circumstances and the access to, to those services? And Throughout this process, everybody was trying to do the right things to get this case agreement approved, but there was a lack of process control. These were kind of processes that um, they were just lost in this black hole of email approvals and, and reviews. And this member, she would call daily and she was very emotionally emotional, understandably throughout this entire process because she could not get this thing approved um, and couldn't even get a status on her case. It's not that they didn't want to approve it. Um, again, everyone was, was working towards getting that done. Um, it was just very unstructured. So when they did finally manage to get this case agreement approved, the experience just wasn't what it should have been, especially for a situation like this that, that did have that emotional component. And when things like this occur, it just makes me more and more passionate about how digitization and workflow management could have really made this experience what it should have been, pain-free and timely in the moments that matter most. And I think now in the industry, we're just seeing an increasingly large number of moments that matter as members and providers are, are navigating the COVID crisis that we're all dealing with at a global scale today. So, Mike, let's dive right in here and get to some of the core elements of this discussion and what we're focused on today. What key trends are you seeing in the payer space right now? Yeah, I'd ha be happy to, to go over those themes that we see kind of all around the world. You know, that's one thing that's pretty unique about the roles that we have is we get to talk to businesses, organizations, whether it's government, payer, provider, pharmaceutical or medical device organizations all around the world. And it gives us uh, a somewhat unique vantage point. And, um, you know, like the story that you had just uh, walked us through and where you're trying to do the right thing for that member, especially in such an essential time, you know, I, I think that does leave a lasting impact. And a number of the things that I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, those are, I think they're all going to put a tremendous amount of pressure, especially on payers and insurance as a whole, to make sure that they are meeting the expectations of their members, that they are building the right relationships with, you know, provider organizations and that everybody's doing their part to, to build a, a great experience. And I think as you and I were preparing for this session, one thing I brought up was pairs kind of always 
hold a special place in my heart because I, I think about my own personal experiences um, with my own family. And, you know, I, I think we sometimes forget all the things that payers do is that they're an essential part of helping us get access to the right care and also protecting many of us from, you know, financial challenges long term because, you know, there, there was some problem that we just didn't have the right coverage for. So super important topic. Um, from those trends perspectives, so let's break it down into a couple, uh, well, actually a few. So from a consumerism perspective, you know, we, we think consumerism, we've talked about that for a while now. Really, consumerism means that uh, members, patients, that their expectations of what uh, a great experience looks like is changing. And it, it's changing every month and it's changing year to year. And so, you know, it's not going to decrease. The, those expectations are only going to increase. And when you take that consumerism perspective and you add on top of it, like some of the pressures of COVID-19 and also even like things that we saw with barriers to access to care, you know, these cracks that I talked about in the keynote, meaning that, you know, there's this big disconnect and then there's these pressures, which are these trends that are placing even more pressure on the uh, on the healthcare model means that over time, either things are going to continually become more disconnected or there's a great opportunity for all of us to make a, a huge change. And so, you know, what additional pressures are getting put on aging population and chronic disease management? In the U.S. alone, 10,000 people a day turn 65 in the country. And if you look at that and you say those trends around the world, UK is seeing something similar. Australia is seeing some, something similar. Brazil is seeing something similar. And with that aging population, we see a greater uh, increase of those with chronic diseases. And so, you know, I, I know you're going to explain a little bit more on your thoughts on on payers, but like those themes of how do you provide great uh, service while also meeting the needs of wellness and prevention really become critical. And then kind of those last two items are the operating environments from compressed margins and competition. We have seen so much new competition, especially around Medicare Advantage um, with new entrants in that space, along with, you know, payer providers coming together, creating these pay provider models. And it's a big challenge, right? Because not only were you still trying to be successful in your old model, but now somebody is starting to move things around on you and you're trying to figure out how to compete. And then the, just that last one is interoperability. You know, table stakes are that systems are interoperable, there's interoperability, that it's secure, and that it's compliant. And, you know, I experienced that firsthand during, uh, during this pandemic. Uh, I leveraged my uh, insurance company to get access to a telehealth visit. And one, super convenient, right? I got access to care right away. Um, the, the challenging part with that was the provider that I was seeing didn't have access to uh, some of my medical records. And so their guidance and their willingness to, you know, take a position on something was really challenged because they didn't have the right information because there was lack of interoperability to the information they needed to make a good decision on behalf of me. So... You know, Garnet, I just covered a number of different things and you do work with payers on a daily basis. So I, I'd just love to know, how are you seeing payers innovate around these industry trends? Yeah, um, and, and definitely want to highlight a, a few that you talked about in your discussion, especially the compressed margins and the consumerism standpoint. But I think that there's a few parts to this. One, if we look at the pressures that exist, particularly because of COVID and everything that comes with it, 
such as that access to care, the access to benefits, getting services covered, and the experience of doing all of this in a timely manner has really been impacting payers across the globe. And you highlighted your telehealth example, and that covers a few of them, getting the access to care and doing so in a timely manner. And all of these pressures that they're experiencing, they're just exposing cracks in operations and making those cracks worse. And those things were already there. Um, COVID didn't necessarily cause those. They just put more pressure on those cracks to get worse. And if we look at some of the chronic things that happen around some payers in terms of legacy systems, legacy operations, and things like Excel and email, those are not really aiding the payers in those transformations and where they need to or want to go. And some of the current state can be messy and, and not actionable, and it relies on a series of frequently disjointed activities across a lot of different separate legacy systems, um, but needed core systems. And COVID has merely highlighted a lot of those cracks, made the cracks worse, but in a lot of ways, it's also provided a good light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that that tunnel in a lot of ways leads to a great place. It just made it more imperative to get some of these things done now that could really help in their journey towards that better consumerism and dealing with ways to to really mitigate what those compressed margins look like. And a lot of these things to implement, they were already on roadmaps. If you look at a lot of these organizations that had telehealth on their roadmap, they knew they wanted to do it. The technology existed. They just hadn't done it yet. Now they've they've just been forced to accelerate their timelines for a lot of these innovation things that are addressing some of these consumerism things, like um, access to different delivery of care and, and access to care and points of care. So it's really been forcing payers at lightning speed to really transform some of those middle and back office operations. And they're becoming more automated. They're becoming intelligent. They're putting more structure around things. And with that, those ops and service delivery costs are going down. They are being reduced, all while providing that next generation customer experience. So I think things like that are just a very good apex of where that consumerism um, is, is still being upheld even when we are dealing with those compressed margins because they're finding better ways to to work with those processes. Yeah, it's interesting some of the things that you mentioned because it, you know when you talk about lightning speed, you know, I, I think maybe it's an understatement because if you look at payer and provider and even like the changes for life sciences organizations right now, you're right. We've talked about some of these things for years, which meant that the solutions were available. And the fact of what, in a matter of days and weeks, in many cases, these organizations were able to turn things on and adjust to the market. You know, I think it points to for those that are investing in digital transformation, um, they they can continue the move with the ever kind of ebb and flow of the market. And for those that are behind, it's not too late to catch up, right? Because the, again, a lot of these organizations turn things on immediately. So, you know, I'd love to know, do you have additional examples of like things that are top of mind that were easy to implement and, you know, provided immediate benefits? Uh, I, I do. And, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's not an uncommon problem across payers, but a payer that we do work with in the U.S. was really struggling with managing their claims work use on Excel and email because their core systems weren't allowing them a better way to do it. And if you think about some of the things that a lot of payers are dealing with right now, they're dealing with a lot of claims that were not benefits that they offered before. They were not services that were covered before. So a lot of claims are needing to be looked at in a different light. And those core systems just weren't allowing them to do that. And by moving them to a digital claims work queue, we were able to give them time back to really focus on innovation 
and gain efficiencies and meet SLAs and really gain that higher customer satisfaction, even in a challenging time. Yeah. And Mike, I, I know you're pretty new to ServiceNow um, and you recently joined. Why do you feel ServiceNow is uniquely positioned to enable payers to fix some of these cracks? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. And, you know, one of the things that really stuck out to me when I joined the organization was the manifesto that we have up and I'll just read a small piece of it uh, for the audience. Uh, we say work matters. It's where we spend a third of our lives, it shapes who we are, how we feel and how we interact with the world. So we must create great work experiences, experiences that bring out the best in us. Uh, when we're at our best, we make everything around us better. And I, I could go on reading those pieces, but I think it's th that passion that I, I don't know anybody in this industry that um, that doesn't feel passionate about trying to improve the lives of of those around us. And, and I think it's a really important piece. And and you know, as we look around the world, most organizations are looking for better ways to interact with one, one another in the first place. They're just those tools and those pieces that just aren't there. It makes it really difficult. And uh, another quote I had seen once in our organization, it said, operations are too brittle. There's so many tools and too much data. You know, a lot of work really comes down to swivel chair. And and when you think about that, you know, like that swivel chair piece, especially in peer organizations, you and I both seen that firsthand. A lot of that's, you know, email and spreadsheets. And the reality is that those things weren't really set up to handle complicated requests. And when we talk about delays or claims not being paid, other things like that, you know, I think sometimes, you know, news and other organizations bring that up and they think it's it's some intentional piece that that payer organizations are making it difficult. And and I, I don't believe that. What what I what I believe is that when you look inside those organizations, they're so big and there's so many different things to take care of that. Sometimes it's just really hard to get things working together. And so, you know, I, I think just a couple thoughts on that is I, I believe that ServiceNow is strongly positioned to extend off of all the great things that we've done within IT and continue to expand that into employee experiences and also consumer experiences. And, you know, you've highlighted a few of those things today. Um, I, I think that. ServiceNow is when Bill talks about the platform of platforms and that, really what it means is we can bridge the gap across all those different silos in an organization. And as these organizations start coming up with hybrids where it's not just their organizations, all these others, that platform of platform approach can allow us to extend to a lot of other areas and just streamline operations for them. So. You know, it's like when I talk about why I joined and, and what I'm really passionate about, I see the potential for this platform to impact so many different areas. And and you and I both know, like it it can impact the lives of of everybody, even in other parts of the world where, you know, it's a government based kind of healthcare model. There's still private insurance and that private insurance, they still struggle with the same problem. So. I just I strongly believe the platform of platform approach means that we can help with security, we can help with interoperability, and we can help our customers focus on those workflows that are getting in the way of creating that great experience. And you know, just kind of final thought on that is we're not thinking about doing it alone. You know, we understand that between what we have and we're going to continue to build on top of our platform, but we're building industry specific solutions. 
we're also extending our partnerships that we have so we can solve more problems quicker together. That's great. Thanks, Mike. And I think, you know, two things that really come together nicely from what I spoke of and what you spoke of, where in my example of a, a issue that I had seen with operations is everyone was trying to do the right thing. And you had pointed out that a lot of things that go on sort of behind the scenes at these very large organizations that these things aren't intentional. They're just kind of lost in this abyss. But one of the things that I think that ServiceNow is really well positioned is the fact that what we do is purpose-driven and what might have not been intentional to have an unstructured process around in the first place can turn into a purpose-driven solution to fix it. Um, I know I speak for a lot of us here at ServiceNow when I say we're thrilled to have you here running our healthcare vertical. Um, I really look forward to continuing to engage our payer customers with you and continuing these discussions. Um, take care and stay safe. I've really enjoyed our time together this afternoon. Thanks, Karnit.